0: Welcome to the Impact Investing Podcast from Circa
1: 5,000.
0: I'm Matt Latham. And I'm Tommy Gillicuddy. Remember, nothing in this podcast is financial advice, and when investing, your capital is
1: at risk. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. We're back. It's episode 13 of the Impact Investing Podcast. Um, We had a question a couple of weeks ago about, will Liz Truss make me rich? And uh, some events have happened over the last few days um, with the mini budget that wasn't so mini, Um, And we're going to take a look at what's happened and the outlook from here for you as an impact investor. But before I ask Tom what's happened, um, just a reminder that you can get in touch at podcast at circa5000.com. And we'd love it if you leave us a review, as long as it's positive, and also share and subscribe to the podcast. So, Tom, what's happened? So our fearless leader, Liz... And Kwasi, uh,
0: the chancellor, they announced a mini maxi budget, um, which, caused, which has caused a bit of a reaction, should we say. So within that, they've basically announced a, uh, an additional 300 billion, effectively, in, in, in spending and increased debt, um, which will partially go towards um, capping energy, energy bills, but also goes towards tax cuts for uh, the wealthiest, predominantly aimed at the wealthiest people the highest earners over one hundred and fifty thousand a year there's there's some tax cuts are a little bit um lower down the, the salary spectrum but the people that benefit the most are the are the upper band and uh as a reaction to that the uh the financial markets have have punished uh the u k government and the u k by uh tanking the pound expressed against the dollar so the value of a of a pound at, at one point went down to about uh um, 103, 104 in early trading on Monday morning. So yeah. we're recording this on Tuesday. So when it gets released on Thursday, a lot could have happened. Yeah, in that we should time. say this is
1: it's Tuesday about 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this will be released at some point on Thursday. Yeah. Um. So we're if- still in the eye of the uh, <laughs> the storm of the
0: reaction. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so the so the the pound crashed to almost like a a lowest of all time uh, number expressed against the dollar. And it's also down against the other currencies as well. It's not just the dollar, but we'll come on to that kind of relationship a little bit bit later. And also UK government debt, known as gilts, um, their interest rates on those have gone up um, in response to this. Basically, that's, if you think about the UK as a lender, when the UK is making these decisions, um, we have to borrow money effectively to plug the gap. And in the eyes of the financial markets, we've just become a riskier prospect to yeah. lend to effectively. So interest rates on our on government debt have gone up significantly. And if you look at the five-year government debt, um, so what? how much it costs the UK to borrow for five years, we're now at a higher interest rate than Greece yeah. and a lot of the other European economies, which suggests the market thinks the medium-term outlook, the five-year outlook for the UK... Is uh, is worse than Greece, um, and so there's been a big fallout to the mini, bud, mini budget and a, and a fallout, a level of a fallout that I don't think uh, the UK government had planned for.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think the the other thing, the other indicator that I think was interesting was that the the difference between the cost of for Germany to borrow money and the and the cost mm. for the UK to borrow money is at the widest gap it's wow. been for some time as well. So yeah. obviously this is this is a real. Uh, Sort of indicator that the market does not feel very positive about the UK economy as a direct result of yep. of uh, this mini budget yep. physical <laughs> event, as uh, <laughs> Kamakwazi was calling it. But um, I think the I think the the thing is is that the thing that spooked people is that mm. the it's come off the back of the energy price cap thing, which was effectively a blank a blank check. Yeah. So you know they've said they'll prop up uh, or support people with the cost of energy, mm-hmm. but without knowing, we don't know where. Energy costs will end up. Obviously, people are hoping that they come down. Yeah, but we don't. But know. We don't know. So that's yeah. a, so that's a, a sort of blank check and an unknown that the market doesn't know. Yeah. And then the other thing is that these plans were sort. They seem to have just been pushed through without mm. much consultation through the normal channels that things like budgets would, like Office of Budget Responsibility and these other places that that the government would normally consult with before announcing, and also it seems to have taken the Bank of England by surprise as well. So yeah. you've got a lot of uncertainty. And yeah. if there's one thing that financial markets don't like, it's uncertainty. Yeah. They, they, they're uncertain about ultimately the the cost of some of these policies. Mm-hmm. They're uncertain about how they'll be funded because there's there's a reduced tax rate, which means the government's going to collect less money in. But there's not a, there's not a comparable reduction in spending. Yeah. And there's also not a real indicator that it will lead to Higher growth, yeah. which would then lead to higher tax take. So it's all this uncertainty around the UK means that investors are just generally taking a back step and thinking, "Well, yeah. we don't. We need to be compensated for potentially lending to a a less secure country." Yeah, in the same way that you know, if you an individual went out and suddenly took out a load of loans, mm. you might get a nice rate on the first one, but if you by the time you took to the fifth one. Lenders would start to look yeah. a little bit nervous about the amount that you were getting yourself into debt, and yeah. probably want compensating more for that yeah.
0: risk. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting if you look, look at the financial markets how they view countries and how they how they kind of price risk. A lot of it is based on the confidence that they have in the governments that run those countries. Yeah, and when when the quasi-quoting the the, the chancellor hasn't run his budget past his own office of budget responsibility before announcing it. Um, I think that's the first time that's ever happened. That's a very that's a very extreme thing to do. Yeah. And so the markets do not like that. And then on the other side, increasing the debt so much is not necessarily a bad thing just in and of itself. If it was aimed at something that the markets would think would actually spur growth in yeah. the future. Yeah. But the market is making a judgment on what. Um, Liz Truss and Quasi Quarting have come out with and said that this will not increase growth in any meaningful way, in any meaningful time horizon. And you haven't run the numbers with your own own departments. And therefore, we've lost confidence in your ability to make solid fiscal decisions. And now we're going to punish you, basically.
1: Yeah. And they also, the other thing is, obviously, the Bank of England's tasked with trying to keep inflation Mm. at 2%. And we're obviously running way above that, more like 10%. But now, so the Bank of England are now thinking, well, some of these tax cuts may... Mean that inflation sticks around longer because yeah. we may have more money flowing in through the through the economy through, with the tax cuts, and therefore spending may go up slightly. Yeah, um, and therefore we may have to increase rates higher mm. faster. Yeah. and that's why you've had some of the mortgage lenders pull out the market yeah. temporarily. but they've, yeah. they they don't know how to price. Mm. They don't know how to price their products basically because they yeah. don't know where interest rates are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in a period of again, I'll say uncertainty. Yeah, which for financial markets and lenders uh, to the government is not a good thing.
0: Yeah, and it puts the central bank in a very, very difficult position because just this morning, before we came on, Hargreaves Lansdowne have said that they they expect the Bank of England to raise the base rate to 6%, um, which is ov- obviously a sizable jump, but it puts the central bank in a difficult position no matter what they do, because they have limited tools to, to help in this situation. And their mandate is to control inflation to so around about the 2% level. But if they raise interest rates so high, what does that mean for people's mortgages, yeah. for people that are coming off fixed onto onto floating rate mortgages that are based on the Bank of England base rate? so is that there's second and third order effects here to everyone's decisions. And and there's no easy answer for the Central Bank of England to help control inflation and bring it back to the level that they're tasked with bringing it back to.
1: There's not a lot of uh, positive reaction to this uh, mini budget. No. What what I would say is that where people are trying to make the argument for their rationale, because on the face of it, you can't even see why they would do it, is because they're classing them as conviction politicians, i.e. they have an idea about how the world should function and how mm. the country should function, and therefore they are following their conviction regardless of of the market and regardless of public opinion. Yeah. The issue I, I have with that bit is that clearly there are some clear unintended consequences, mm. i.e. they've adjusted the rates of stamp duty and the thresholds of stamp duty to try and spur the property market yep. on, especially for first-time buyers, but... The fallout reaction is that mortgage lenders are pulling from the market, and interest rates are going to have to shoot up, which will obviously offset the effect of those stamp duty things. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, we're trying to do things to to uh, quash inflation. We're trying to mm. we're trying to reduce inflation, and yet the effect on the pound dropping mm. means that the cost of all of the things that we buy from overseas has gone up. Yeah, and therefore, you know, you're thinking like a seven percent movement in in the in the value of the pound relative to other cu- currencies, roughly. Most people would expect that that will filter through to a sort of two to three percent increase in inflation. And the difference with the currency movement is that main you know developed market currency movements tend to stick. yeah, it doesn't tend to unwind yeah, yeah, quickly. Yeah. So this could be a two three year thing. yeah, whereas you were looking originally at, at you know the energy caused inflation maybe being a shorter term yep. thing. Yep. so there's clearly been some real unintended consequences of the of of this budget. Yep. and I mean, the challenge now, for the government is to try and restore confidence uh in the U- in the uk mm-hmm. ma- in the uk as an investable market basically
0: yeah it's going to be difficult because th- th- are they going to roll something back or are they going to try and introduce loads of spending cuts i think that the 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 it's area that is so see through to me purely from an economics basis and this is why the market which the market is a is a, is a non political thing they're just judging the uk on the basis um, of the economics that, of what they've come out with, so you've cut taxes for the largest earners, but the largest earners have a lower propensity to spend that additional yeah. money. The less likely to spend more m- that money because they're already banking money anyway. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you cut it for people down the at the lower end of the income spectrum, that would have been an actual way of boosting growth in theory. At because least, they because need the cash flow, they deep. need the cash, and, and yeah. they w- they, w- they would go out and spend that money on the things they need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 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 coming out and going, this is a growth. Budget—it's not; it's completely yeah. see-through, and you can't just use slogans. Again when you're talking to financial markets, they've seen straight through it. Yeah. And now they're going to have to try and roll something back or introduce some some kind of credibility at the, the proper budget that they're doing in November. But it seems like it's very, very difficult. And now, once the market have started to lose confidence in you, it's difficult to get it back in the short term. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, and there's a double element to this, mm. which is the pound has weakened and we know the pound's weakened because it's weakened relative yep. to a lot of other currencies mm-hmm. not just the dollar but it's done that on the off the back of a period of the dollar also yes. strengthening yeah so the dollar's strengthened against the pound but the dollar's also <clears throat> strengthened against the euro yep. and the yen and other currencies more recently yeah um so it's been a bit of a a bit of a double hit, really. Yeah, yeah, and and generally, when the when the world is uncertain, the dollar
0: rallies anyway. Yeah, because it's the you know it's the world reserve currency. It's the it's the currency that all central banks hold, basically. Yeah. Um, the, i.e., it's like the the seen as like the safest currency. Was another way of thinking about it. And they've raised interest rates, which creates the more demand for dollars. Yes. So there's been more money flooding to dollars. Yeah. And the US economy is the place to go when everything's um, when everything's uncertain. And we're weakening at the same time. Yeah. Which is why now you see some of the research investment banks saying that you could see dollar-pound parity at some point. Yeah. Um, which... If you think back, we talked about this the other day, you know, I don't know where it was, maybe 2005, six, it was it was $2 to the pound. Yeah. And then the financial crisis happened, it went down to 150. Brexit happened, it went down to 125. And now we're at 107, 108 this morning. So yeah. we're not far off the parity point. Yeah.
1: And parity is where it'd be one yeah, for where one. Or it's one for one, Yeah.
0: which will make your holidays to the US very expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a sort of a, it's a double hit and, um, you know, there, there will have to be some something that comes out to try and yep. restore confidence, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll see what that is. Um, I suppose the big question for for us yep. is, what does it mean for you as, a, as an investor, and particularly as, a, as an impact investor? Does it does it change, it change anything? Yeah. Um, so it's not all actually bad news on the investment front. No, no, it's 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 quite interesting,
0: and we had a bunch of questions come through over the past you know few days about this. Um, but if you look at our, um, our investments, they, they tend to be about 63% of the holdings are US based holdings or yep. US dollar denominated holdings versus about 5% in, um, in, in the UK. So the fortunes of the UK have way, and we talked about this a little bit in previous episodes have way less of an impact on your global portfolio, um, than say the U S does. So when you're holding investments that are in U S dollars and they strengthen, when you kind of convert them back into pounds, it actually has a positive impact in a way. So if you look at, if you look at the general global stock market, um, I think year today it's down about twenty four percent in US dollar terms, but when you convert that back into UK into into pounds, it's down six percent. Yeah, so it's having a positive impact. Yeah, and a in, big positive a impact. A big positive impact when you when you equate for currencies. Now, in the long run those numbers are driven by growth, not yeah. currencies. Currencies in the long run don't have the biggest impact um, on your investments. It's about long-term growth prospects. But in the short term, funnily enough, for a global-based investor with most of their investments held in different currencies, um, if you're in the UK, you're actually in a better position than if, than if you were in other countries, which is a, you know, an, a, an interesting thing to think about.
1: Yeah, and I think you know the other point is that, we've said it before, in a globally diversified portfolio, your percentage holdings in the UK tend to be relatively small yeah um, and you know that that could be a, a, a good or a bad thing I mean actually weirdly the, the 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 areas of the market in the UK that have done well are the mm. are the commodities based yeah, businesses yeah. the yeah. oil the oil businesses the mining yeah. businesses and that's because they're listed on the London Stock Exchange but their businesses are global <laughs> yeah they do all their trade in dollars. And when they convert those dollars back, yep. you know it's it's more bumper profits for these type of industries. Yep. But you know you can have a very a very good uh, diversified global portfolio that doesn't have a lot of exposure to the UK that is impactful yep. and has actually done well off the back of um, these currency gains with with the pound weakening against. Particularly the dollar, which tends to be the main global yeah. currency, and
0: it comes back to you know some of the core things that we always always talk about when you think about your investments, which is that number one thing is being diversified. So not having your having your exposure um, all in the UK or all in your local market or whatever is to build a globally diversified portfolio where you're not at the fortunes of any one single market, single sector, single single country. Yeah, and. More importantly, or equally as importantly, is to continue to think long-term and think about building your your portfolio position for the mega long-term picture, which is what impact investing is all about. So stay diversified. And stay thinking exceptionally long term. It's important to understand these these things that are happening in the in the UK, specifically for people that live here, because it is your economy and it is your future. But when it comes to investing, um, build a diversified portfolio, stay long term and keep investing regularly through the ups and downs of the short term yeah. market, because in the long term, the short term doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the temptation when you see these big events and these big swings in in any market, whether it's a stock market, whether it's a currency market, whether it's bond market, whatever it is, you know, these become when something becomes the mainstream headline news and this has been mainstream headline news globally yeah. Um, yeah you know i think i think the the temptation is to think well what do i have to do mm. and actually a lot of the time it's it's better to just rethink back to well what are you trying to achieve what are you trying to you know what is your time horizon and if it's long term mm-hmm. then your best option is just to stick with that long term yeah. plan you you know the temptation might be to start trying to trade some some way trade the currencies the trouble is with that is you don't know which way they're going to go number one yeah and number two is as you said the long-term driver of returns in stocks and shares is economic growth yeah and and ultimately take it back another step it's that progress of humanity thing that we've said before which is you know you're you're really when you're investing for the long term across a diversified uh basket of different companies and investments is is you're 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 investing in human ingenuity, yep. invention, progress, all those things which you can only really measure over decades probably. But you know that's why we say we, you'd rather be positioned in those yep. future-looking industries than backward-looking industries, and we'd rather be investing for positive impact than not. And that's yep. and that's why it ties in so logically with a long-term
0: yeah. view. So to your, your your question, do impact investors need to need to change anything right now? I think the, the short answer is is no. I, I don't think it changes any of the long-term outlook for a globally diversified portfolio that's invested in those companies addressing structural shifts in society and that's what impact investing is and i think that the the short term picture right now in the uk does not impact that kind of portfolio position for those kind of investments
1: no and i think you go back to another one of the key principles which is if you can you know if you can afford to still keep investing regularly yeah. then if then you are you're averaging out all of these effects over time mm-hmm. you know we talk about it averaging over market movements but you're also averaging out the <laughs> currency movements as yep. well if you carry on investing a regular amount over you know in a diversified portfolio over time then you're averaging out all these things yep. so you, you, you're you investing for good times bad times etc and and when you take that out over the long term you are just investing in long term economic progress long term economic growth basically yeah um, does that feel like a place to that wrap that's a good place yeah so Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if there's if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, you can get in touch, podcast at circa5,000.com. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. One final thing I'll add is we're just in the process of, of organising
0: our first ever guests on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that will be happening over the next few months. If you've got any suggestions for people you'd like to hear us have a chat with um, and who you think should come on the pod, uh, drop us a message and we'll try and set it up. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
1: Impact Investing from Circa 5000. Thank you for listening to Impact Investing, a podcast brought to you
0: by Circa 5000. Remember, when investing, your capital is at risk, and this podcast is not financial advice. If you like what you hear, then please remember to like, subscribe,
1: and share the podcast.